All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214 on the Bird app. Joined again, as I am every week, with the brains of the operation, Dr. Slash PhD SJ, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how you feeling this beautiful Saturday? No. Friday afternoon. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um I mean we just saw some Mavs basketball, so that's always good. Yes. Um first kind of glimpse we've seen with this new group of the year. So there's a lot to be excited about. I catched I, I or caught um some highlights of the Warriors Wizards game because I was so mad. I woke up, woke my ass up at six AM and the app would not work. Oh and wow. I, I was so pissed. I just went back to sleep pissed. <laughs> like, literally pissed <laughs> off. And then um, I had, you know, woken up and I was like, let me figure this shit out. Because I knew um, the Mavs, they would have their, you know, televised um, training camp practice. So I was like, let me try to figure this out. Was talking to support, all this shit, and they fixed it. So, um, yeah, that was my morning. <laughs> but it, but all, all around, it was good. It was good. Man, that's cool. I, um... I ain't gonna hold you. I I didn't get to see very much of the practice. I think I caught, I started watching it. I caught maybe ten minutes, and then I had to work. Like always, I'm pretty. My job is pretty flexible with my schedule. I can kind of come and go as I please. But when I got to work, I got to work. And today was one of those days I had to work, and I didn't get to catch it. I was kind of pissed. But um, I guess we'll get into it. Um, when I watched it during the small part I caught, I'm not trying to be funny. I don't think Josh Green missed a shot and like drew a foul on a like dribble creation move. And from you know the timeline and the group chat, apparently Josh Green was cooking. So is this yes. accurate? Like yes, like tell tell like talk to the to the listeners, but you talking to me as well. Like I need to know what happened. Listen, okay, so I, I even took a little notes because I was like, we recording a pod today. This is going to be great content, all that. Yeah, yeah. So I, my, okay, so I go into this and I should preface, um, preface because certain people are acting like we don't know this, but yes, this was a practice. Like, this is not a meaningful, meaningful game. We know this. So let's just start there. However, Josh Green looked noticeably different in the practice in a good way um the, you know obviously we saw that clip from like needed was it no the first day of training camp when he you know scored an and one and i was like oh okay um okay josh green that was a nice and one but like i said that was one clip now you got to see more of it where he was aggressively you know aggressive takes it was and ones or even if he didn't get the bucket it was a foul like every time he didn't, um, made an aggressive you know take to the basket it was either a bucket or a foul um, so that was, he was very quick with his decisions and the corner three, I'm talking about all net, no hesitation, just splashing threes. And it was funny cause, um, the, the camera angle, like when they first started the, um, scrimmage, um, the scrimmage was one of the last thing they did a couple of drills at first, um, you know, defensive drills. They did a fun drill. It was like, um, guards versus bigs. So the guards had to, um, you know, score, try to score on the bigs at, at the rim, and the bigs had to try to defend in space, and at the, like, close to the end, you, you know, the guards could pick 
like which big they wanted to go at and all that. And Josh Green looked good. Like he was um I think he, he you know he was scoring on Dwight Powell. You could say, Oh well that's Dwight Powell or whatever. But like Luca was locked getting locked up <laughs> by Dwight Powell in that drill. Um, so obviously Josh Green's not better than Luca, like so relax. But um it was just fun to see him do that. And then um when we got to the scrimmage, uh the camera angle was weird so you couldn't see the full thing and I remember um they swung the ball around. It looked like ball movement was like an emphasis um, in like their scrimmage. Like, hey, move the ball around, move, move the ball around. And the ball swung to Josh in the corner. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know it was Josh. I just saw like the ball swung to whoever was in the corner. It was like immediate. The person put it up all net. So I was like, oh, who is that? Then I saw the person running down. I was like, was that Josh? <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay. And that was his first three of the scrimmage. So I was like, okay, okay. Next time down, come again. Another corner three, splash. <laughs> Next time down, another corner three, splash. I was like, wait, hold on. Like, hold on, Josh. What is the, what is the world coming to? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is going And the thing is, it's not like, because he could hit the corner three. We saw that last year. Like, he made them. But they were like, nobody near him. Very slow. You know, all that, you know, hesitating. Sometimes you basically had to force him. Like, they had to, like, force him to take the three. And that was not happening. You know, it was no hesitation, very confident in his moves. Um, like I said, a lot of aggressive takes. And that's the one thing that I wanted to see from him. Because in college, like, he wasn't a great um, finisher. Like, his finishing numbers in college were actually pretty bad. Um, but he's athletic. And you saw the potential there. So you're like, he just needs to learn how to, you know, use his body. And like I said, this is just practice. And we have to see in-game against, you know, other, you know, real NBA defenders. But... So far, he looked good. He he looked good with what he was doing, and I, I'm excited for that because um, you know, they did the interviews after, you know, the scrimmage, and you know, he was saying, you know, we all know he did that. Um, he skipped summer league because he was working, you know, on his game, on his body, and with that academy, I forgot the name of it by now, but he was doing a bunch of work, and he said that Kyle Lowry, he basically trained with Kyle Lowry the entire summer. Um, they did really. Yeah, he said they did one on ones. Um, okay. Like scrimmages, he basically trained with him the entire summer, and that um, his like Kyle Lowry's some of the advice that Lowry was giving to him was that hey, just slow down and stop playing hot potato with the ball, uh, and I was like, that's great advice because Josh would just you know he's all over the place. He's he doesn't want the ball like he's kind of scared of the ball, and basically mm. Lowry was telling him like just calm down, um, and kind of embrace you know your role offensively. And you kind of saw it because even um he was above the break on the wing on the left side of the court during the scrimmage. And he was open and the ball swung to him. And then his the defender closed out. He allowed the defender to fly by. And he, you know, he did a pump fake, let the defender fly, fly by, and he took the shot. He missed it. However, Josh Green is not doing that. Bro. Like, have you ever seen Josh Green do that? No, that don't even sound, <laughs> that don't sound real, to be honest with you. Exactly. Let a defender pump fake, let a defender fly by, and then took the shot. He would pass that. He would try to pass that um, before. So, like, these are little things we're picking up on. And, you have, I mean, I was going to, I'm not going to lie, I was getting a little annoyed by, um, you know, people on the timeline acting like we can't talk about the practice. This is why they televised it, so we can get an insight to everything and talk about it. So I'm like, why? We, we talk about Instagram clips. How would you not talk about this? How can we not talk about this? And I'm like, and you know, the funny thing is, I never want to give anything to Mark Cuban. However, 
and people are saying, oh, practice doesn't mean anything. Mark Cuban has stated, not even just Mark Cuban, all the assistant coaches have stated, if you look at Dorian Finney-Smith, the reason they found out he could shoot was through practice. Yeah. He went from one year he was shooting 32%, and the next year he went to 37%. They said they realized in practice that he was he started to hit them. Like He actually started to hit his shots. So why can't we say the same for Josh Murray? Not to say, I'm, and I'm listen, I'm not trying to make a you know apples to apples comparison. I know there's a lot of more nuance and context involved, but I'm just saying, like, why can't like why does it have to mean nothing? And you know, people aren't even consistent. Like, if you're hyping Josh Green, it's like, oh, you can wait till you see it in the game. But Jaden Hardy does one great move, and it's uh, boy, got the, boy, people in Jaden Hardy plays. Played summer league and people was losing his shit. Me and you included, but yeah. practice is just unacceptable. Come on. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Like, at least, like, if you're going to pick the side, at least be consistent with the side. Like, if you don't right. care, just don't care about anything then. <laughs> you know, if you're going to care, care about everything. But I'm just, you know, it's whatever. Um, I was very, I had fun watching. It was very fun. Um, see the drill, see what they were talking about, see what they wanted to work on. There was a lot of, things in there like there's a lot of things and I mean one thing was and this is where I I have openly said it's not a secret I've said it on this pod I've said it on the timeline I am not a Christian Wood fan I I tried when he got traded I tried you know and I'm not here actively rooting for him to fail because one he's on my team so I'm like if he fails that means my team is going to be in hot water I don't want that to happen so you know I'm actively rooting for him to fail but I'm not a fan of the guy. So therefore, anything that happens with him, I'm looking for confirmation bias. Yes, I can be real and say that. I'm looking for anything that happened to say, oh, well, you know, damn, there it is, there it is. And there were a couple red flags, even objectively, there were a couple red flags there. And I'm not, and me, I'm going to take the route of, like I said, I don't like him, so I'm going to take the route of saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to blow it up. But just, um, at least being objective about it. You don't have to overreact to it, but there were a couple red flags because especially when you listen to what Jay Kidd and Sweeney were saying, um, you know, him asking to play the five, that's not a problem. Like him, you know, asking to play the five, but it was their reaction to it was what I was looking at. Like they did not seem convinced. And I made a tweet saying that um, I was right. I wasn't even talking about Wood having a bad attitude. I meant that I was right about how Kid viewed Wood, that he, I made a series of tweets a couple days ago saying that um, the starting issue, the whole starting McGee benching um, Wood thing made sense if you're looking at it from Kid's point of view because he likely doesn't see um, Wood as a five. He sees him as a four. Mm. And with his comments, how he said he doesn't want to play big anymore, people were saying, Oh, well, how is he saying that? But JaVale, sorry, JaVale's seven foot. No, that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> he's talking about playing two bigs. So you would start Wood at the power forward, playing JaVale at the five. That is double big. We did that last year to start the season with Powell and Porzingis, remember? And obviously our best, um, you know, offensive stretch or when we started to take off was when we benched Powell and we started playing Porzingis solely at the five. That's what he meant. And Porzingis is a seven three. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not height. It's the fact that we're putting a wing in the four spot, which is how, you know, Dorian slid over the four. He's trying to keep that same formula. So Wood, whether he's playing four or five off the bench, he's still playing with another big off the bench but it's it's maxi so you know maxi is very scalable he can also play the four or the five 
So that is the rationale there. That's why I was like, it kind of makes sense. And I'm, I, I don't know why people are so opposed to it if you're trying to, if you're, you know, thinking of it in that lens. So I think his comments today, that's what I meant about, oh, I was right, because that kind of showed me that, yes, they're not him, Sweeney, they're not con- really convinced about him playing the five. And even in practice, like I said, if I'm going to have Josh Green, I'm going to talk about what I see from Wood, too, from a performing standpoint. I mean, he's hit a couple of shots, you know, a couple of threes. He's a good shooter. That's something you can't take away from him. But also, like, the defense, I'm still not convinced, and that's probably what, um, you know, what, what the issue is with, you know, the coaching staff. He has to prove, and I'm sure offensively, his best position is the five. I'm not, um, I'm not arguing with that. But in order to start at the five on this team, he has to show that he can defend at the five. And as of right now, that has yet to be seen. So yes, he's gonna have to earn it. I'm I'm not of the opinion that he should come in and start right away because he was averaging eighteen and ten, and he I don't care. Like if you ask me today, um, and he's people are talking about second best player on the team, this, that, and the third. If you ask me today. Uh, you know, if, if Luca, you're taking Luca, right? You need somebody else to win a championship with him. You can only take one other person on the roster. I am taking Dorian Finney Smith. Oh, yeah. Not, Easy. <laughs> like, I'm taking him easily, and he doesn't average 18 and 10. Like, what? There's other intangible. That's why I'm like, and Wood has, has no accolades to his name. Never made an all, all star game, been on six teams in six years. What kind of accolades or anything he has that he thinks he's entitled to come here and start right away? There's none of that. So that's why I'm like, I don't see a problem in the coaching staff saying, hey, you have to earn this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the problem in that, especially since their vision for the, they have a vision for the team. And currently he doesn't fit it. He has to prove that he could defend at the five. I saw him get bullied today, bullied, <laughs> you know, in the paint. And, you know, people are talking about his attitude, all of that. And, you know, um, you know, or, or friend Bibbs he was saying um and I saw some of that too like he's the last to the huddle you know he kind of looked disinterested and yeah you could see that a little bit and I'm just like that's what I'm talking about though like to me people are saying oh you know it's his contract year this is his you know prove prove himself kind of year um so he won't cause any problems like people say that as if it's never happened yeah like like that that's that I will say not to cut you off and I don't want to break your train of thought but one of the reasons I want to start him so bad is because like he's young I, I do think he would play all play well with Luca you notice today he wasn't playing with Luca and I, I think it's probably why he like dog who am I running pick and roll with here I'm running pick and roll with Frank Nelligina yeah this shit's a waste of my time but I, and I'm not saying I'm. Let me be very clear. I'm not trying to justify because I saw the same things you saw. Um, one of the reasons I was like kind of down on the team, especially up until I started lining myself the last couple weeks, because I'm like, bro, you can't depend on you can't depend on losers to be like your best players, right? And I feel like that's we were putting ourselves in a position. And I, I, that sounds bad calling Christian with a loser, but he, he never won. He's a loser. He never won shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, all those points are cute. But to me, if you, like, if you give a, a reasonably talented NBA player enough shots, 
Like, they'll score points. Like, Ricky Davis, you just let him shoot enough, he can give you 20, 25 points a night. But can you do it within the context of a good team, right? So that's why I always, like, I feel like our fan base, certain segments of our fan base, get to gassing up, looting in a riot. And I, get, I probably need to call, find something. I need to start calling that something else. But anyway, when you score a lot of points on a shit team and you ain't, like, efficient, I just don't respect it. I don't, personally. So that's one of the ways, one of the things I've always looked at Christian Wood with a sigh about, especially if you're a big and don't play defense. Now, my point of contention for why I thought he should start is because I have seen him, like, guard guards and guard, like, kind of wingish players. He can't guard nobody that can post up, though. Like, he can't guard nobody in the paint. Like Yeah, but how is he going to start if he's the only big then? He, no, hey, hey, two bigs, baby. That That's just me. I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm not Jason Kidd. I'm not even saying it would work. I'm just saying you start and see if it works. Once you realize it don't work, you go to him and be like, hey, fam, this shit didn't work, so we got to move you to the bench. Does that make sense? That makes sense, but with the two bigs thing, okay, you're starting him at the four. It's the K, it's the KP conundrum all over again, um, which is why I wasn't too moved when we did the trade, regardless of my feelings about him. But I've been and I've been starting this conversation in the group chat, but I want to kind of unpack it a bit here. But I the the tweeners, you know, the four or five unicorns. I'm very I'm getting lower and lower on that archetype of player, um, as as you know we go on as the you know game evolves because of the conundrum there if you play him at the four you're you're kind of um you're not maximizing his time which is why he's best at the five offensively because he's at the four right javel's at the five javel's a non-shooting big javel is going to be setting most of the screens right you're you can't really run a luca wood pick and roll with would at the four effectively when JaVale's in the dunker spot. You know what I mean? You you can't really put him anywhere else and it's, yeah. it's going to be You basically you basically relegate him to spot up threes and exactly uh, and me scoring on the block a little bit if if you know if that's you can do I vaguely remember the double post ups <laughs> last year and I'm yeah. shivering. But you know what I mean? You're relegating him to spot up shooting. So either way He's not going to be happy offensively unless, see today, even Kid said, he said, let me play the five. He's not even saying, hey, let me start at the four, or he wants to play the five. So, because he understands that's where his value is kind of, like, maximized offensively, but you can't defend at the five. That's what we were having issues with KP. He, like, remember he came in, like, liking playing the four, then he realized he got most of his touches and offensive um kind of more responsibility went up when he played the five, but then... Yeah. His defense kind of got a little shaky with his injuries, and he really couldn't defend at the five well enough. I mean, now we'll see what he does in Washington, but, you know, it was shaky here with all his injuries. Yeah. It's the same thing with Wood. It's the same thing, which is why I'm, um, I feel like that archetype, you, I think to be successful, you know, in that unicorn kind of mold, you have to kind of be a generational defender, I think. I think yeah. that's where, um, that's where it, the, um, I guess you break, the mold of having issues because you look at ad i think he's the closest we've seen to like um 
being super successful where you can play four or five, no problem. Offensively, obviously, they're probably better at the five offensively, but four, they're still okay. And they could defend at both spots, no problem. But, you know, AD has his injury issues. I'm looking at Jaron Jackson Jr. He's okay, um, but his issues, I mean, he has other issues. Like, he can't rebound for shit. So that's his issues with playing the five um, is that he cannot board. So the team is just a putrid rebounding team when he's at the five. Um, so that's like his issue, um, why you kind of want to play him with another big. And then you look at, um, I think Mobley has the best shot, but you know, we, he just, his career just started. So we can't make too many predictions about him, but I think he's the best shot. Like I said, generational defender, you damn near have to be one. And Wood's not that, Wood's not that. So it's hard to place him, which is kind of why he went undrafted. When you, if you look into the notes, he went undrafted, you know, there was some attitude concerns even then, but taking away that. He was not drafted because teams didn't know where to put him <laughs> like at the four or the five they didn't know so they just said oh well i don't want that issue and you know here you know he's like i said um that was 2015 so that's even before the league kind of evolved with these unicorn bigs um i feel like if it was later on like if he came in like 2017 like even porzingis year 2016 he probably would have been drafted but back then they teams were not going for it and you kind of see why, like, they're kind of right. <laughs> like, now they're, you're having issues on where to put them, especially if they're not trying to buy in. Um, and these are the issues we're kind of seeing with Wood. We don't know if he's going to, like, fully buy in, and you kind of need that, which is why I'm looking at it like the bench is actually the best spot for him right now, unless you're completely changing the starting lineup. I think him and Maxi, I think you that parent, because now – um, Maxi, like I said, he's scalable to where he can play the four or five. He's probably playing, Maxi's more usually playing a four in offense most of the time. He's spotting up, um, or even if he's playing the five, he's more only picking and popping instead of rolling. So Maxi could play the, five, the four with no issue. He doesn't care, you know, of being a spot up. So if he's playing next to Maxi, that's fine. And Maxi could help him out, you know, defensively. Um, where Maxi could, you know, guard the post players and, you know, Christian can, you know, roam a bit, um, you know, weak side, player ring protector, all that. In the starting lineup, you're putting him next to JaVale, but you have to account for Luca. I saw the um the other argument, I'm not getting into it anymore, but about, oh, is Luca a point guard or a forward, whatever, whatever. Um, like I said, I'm not getting into that argument anymore because now I'm just of the belief that he's a point forward. Because if you look at defensively, I saw someone was like, oh, why don't you play Wood at the four and let him roam weak side and put him on the weaker corner shooters? That's what Luca does. <laughs> That's what, you know, besides... Like, well, yeah, where, where, where is Luca going to go? Yeah, where's Luca going to go after that? Are you going to put Luca at the point of attack? You know what I mean? And it's it's more, you know, it's more imperative to us to um, accommodate Luca than to accommodate Wood. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like... That's why I'm like, the bench is, yeah, I see the vision. I at least see the vision. But like you said, you want to start him just to um, take out the problems. But I just, that's why I just don't want him in the first place. <laughs> so I'm like, I just don't want like, him. like, this, this is a headache we don't need, right? Yeah, it is a headache yeah. we just do not need. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, and I'm just like, like I said, this is like, like I said, I don't want to, I'm using confirmation bias, but I also don't want to, like when I speak on a pod, I want to be a little more measured. I'll save the, you know, craziness for the TL, but not to freak out too much about it, but you could see there are signs there, you know, that he, that I'm not too sold on him just buying in completely. 
and even with that you know him asking you know to to um you know play at the five and um him asking to or you know him kind of looking a little disinterest now i'm saying yeah that lol that didn't look like he was um reacting to people you know you know reacting to him being upset no that looks like he's saying lol because he's probably like yeah because that tweet when when people said um like when mcmahon and people are saying mcmahon is like a shitster yes that is true i'm not taking that away but also mcmahon didn't even say anything in that tweet. he just tweeted the quote he just he just literally tweeted a quote he didn't say anything extra <laughs> he just put the quote out there i guess the issue was putting a quote out there um but even with the quote there were a subset of people saying oh the Mavs are stupid why isn't he starting you know what i mean and there's another subset saying oh does he have a problem with this um you know he wasn't told blah blah blah, blah. Um, this is gonna be an issue, blah blah blah. He could be a the LOL could have been him saying, Yeah, y'all see them being crazy for me not starting. You know what I mean? There's just so many I feel like there's so many ways you can guess. Nobody's like we will never know. Obviously he's never gonna explain it. We'll never know. So it's just whatever you feel like um he was saying, you could latch on to that. But based on what he's showing me, and that's what I'm saying, like I'm going based off what he's showing me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like all the people um you know falling on the side of the benefit of the doubt you're going off of a hypothetical what you hope <laughs> you know what i mean based on what he's he's shown me um he's kind of shown that you know he believes he's a this caliber and that's kind that is part of the reason i started not to like him even in his houston days i felt like he was moving like he was better than he actually was <laughs> which is why i was like mm, i don't know about this guy and we're kind of seeing a little bit here. Um, but like I said, I'm hoping to be extremely wrong about this. And he, you know, is all rainbows and sunshines and he does whatever he feels like he needs to do. And I want him to get to the point where he can defend at a five. Because imagine if he can actually start to defend at a five. He'd be unstoppable. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's time to start lying. I mean, right? it wouldn't, you wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any lying anymore. It'd exactly. be like, we just beating the shit out of teams exactly and another thing that's being left on the radar and i've been saying it, and i know it's boring people don't want to hear about x's and o's part of the thing but would based on the practice wood can't still can't set a damn screen so you know he's probably like you said earlier he's probably saying oh i'm not playing with luca this is a waste of my time luca do you everyone talk shit about the white powell the white powell had been even with Porzingis on the roster. Dwight Powell had been Luca's favorite center to play with. Why is that? Set them screens, because bro. He sets screens. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Luca is not going to like playing with you as a center if you're not setting good screens for him. Wood cannot even in his Houston days. That's one thing I was like, it's very Porzingis-ish. Even though he's a much willing roller than Porzingis is, he still cannot set. Is he rolling or just or just slipping that shit? Since he's probably slipping that shit too. Yes, Porzingis yeah. always slipped too. Luca, yeah. Luca's not a fan of that. <laughs> he's not a fan of that. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not he's laughing not at you. I'm laughing yeah. in agreement because I'm just. I remember how soft Porzingis would be on those screens and. Uh, please finish your train of thought because I agree with you, but then I don't. But I want you to finish your thought. 
But I'm just saying. So you, there are little things like that you need to improve on before you start. And I'm not even saying, I don't want to say the word demand came to my head. I don't want to use that word because there's no evidence of him demanding anything. So I don't want to use that word. But you know what I mean? Before you, I guess, expect to, to, to you know, be handed something or to be expect to be thrust in a role. There's certain things you could do to clean some shit up um, and stuff like that. Just that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like they told him he'll never ever you know climb that ladder like just do the little things to show that you can get to that point and we'll all be good we'll all be good but um yeah you can you can go ahead and jump in here so i think everything you said is right um i don't think anything you said was wrong and i know it's a a practice but like i said we get excited over instagram clips against dudes doing drills or playing pickup why would I not be excited about practice? And the other thing is, let's keep it a buck. Like, we watch these dudes enough to where we know when they trying hard or not. Like, they just playing hard. You know, this obviously won the game. But it wasn't like they was out there bullshit. They was, they was trying to make that shit shake. So we'll see what happens, obviously, when the lights come on. But the boys was out there playing hard. Um, as far as the Christian Wood thing, like I said, my whole thing with starting him isn't just even as on the court. It's more like asset management. Like, to me, we kind of got to gas him up just to to be able to trade him or to move move him along. You, you Six-minute-a-year campaign. You could have that. SJ, I think if he out there with Frank Nelikina and Josh Green – I I don't think he's gonna be happy, and I think stagger minutes. Here's the thing. Have well, hey, okay, okay, okay. Minutes? You said stagger minutes, but you know what? What would make it easier to stagger minutes is to start him and not start Spencer. Or you could sit Spencer and start Tim. That, hey, that works for me too. That works for me too. I'd rather do that before I start Wood. And you know what? That works for me too. But my point is, I don't think I think the easiest route to make this thing really go as far as health and staggering minutes is I think Spencer shouldn't start. That's the point I'm trying to get to with all this. And I think you could start Wood maybe just to keep his ego in check and to yeah, but they don't want to up. Sorry, but, I don't mean to cut you off, but they don't want to do the double big. I feel no, like they've molded an identity for themselves in defense. So if you're not fitting that identity, they're not going to shift from that. And that's where the problem lies here. Right. And I, and I feel you. And I, my thing is, I think during this practice, I don't know if we got a chance to see Wood like guard guards and guard wings, like in space. He was more getting meeting dudes at the rim. Dudes was getting able to get a run and start at him. And we just, that's not, people keep were, you know, I, I wanted Wood to start. I thought it would be best for him to start. But something that people have lied to themselves about, and I don't understand why, is thinking he can be a solid um, rim protector or last line of defense at 222 pounds just because he's trying harder. Like, that's, dude, he, he don't weigh that much. He has a high center of gravity, like, He's a skinny dude. There's nothing, there's no amount of effort or scheme or protection from Dorian and Reggie Bullock is going to stop a dude with some strength that has some momentum 
when they go into his chest, he's going to move backwards. And he's tall, but he ain't that tall. So that's always, I don't ever want to see, personally, I don't ever want to see him as the lone big. I know that, I. that's my opinion. You know, and I know And he, I think they agree with you. I think yeah, they agree with yeah, you because like, why they want to stick him with Maxi. Yeah, so sticking him with Maxi, like I'm excited to see that. I think they're gonna give teams hell. I've I've been on record as saying that. But he can never be the only big. He just can't. He's not there's no scheme, there's no scheming around that. Am I crazy? Like I, I just Well, I, I, I agree with you, which is why I'm like, there's that's like a part of the huge like clusterfuck is that yeah. they don't want to play two bigs in the starting line. Or I, when I say two bigs, because Maxi is technically a big two, but Maxi is so scalable, you know, defensively, especially like offensively, he could play four or five. But he's mainly at pick him like when he plays the five, he can roll, but Maxi's never really rolling to the rim like that. He's mainly a pick and pop big which translates to, okay, you can play the four, just go spot up. But it's not just, oh, playing the four to five. Maxi could guard anybody on the court, pretty much. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why um, it takes the pressure off. Wood is where he's playing with another big that can, you know, guard the perimeter and bigger post, you know, players in the post. JaVale, JaVale cannot guard the perimeter. JaVale cannot guard at the four. Um, regardless of him picking Luca or whatever, he can't like on the perimeter when they played in that series. Just had to bring that joke out there. But regardless of that, Javale is a drop, and he's a drop big at that too. Yeah, let's let's hey, put that he, out there. Yeah, uh, I will say the <laughs> the short parts of practice I did see, he was beating everybody shit at the rim, but he mm-hmm. wasn't making he wasn't making nothing either though, which was interesting to me. Yeah, I don't no. think he finished a play, but. He was a problem at the realm, like exactly. a problem. And obviously, I think he's gonna finish better. And they probably was following him and just didn't want to call it. But like, dudes couldn't score at the bucket on him, and that was actually like dudes were trying. It wasn't, um, it wasn't Javel following or shit. No, like low key, he's beating Chris. He beat Christian Woods at the realm a couple times. And I was like, damn, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't fight that battle no more. Christian, like, try something else. Now, I didn't see the whole thing, but that stood out to me. Like, Christian Wood could not score on him at the bucket, which I get it. JaVale is a tall dude with really long arms and even at 34 still has really, really good athleticism. Well, I won't say really good, but solid athleticism for a dude his size. Um, JaVale McGee, low-key, is in in his prime if he would would have went to like a different team and a different organization than the Wizards, I think his career, we talking about him in a different way. He wouldn't have been a Shaq and a fool type dude. And you know, as the season has got closer, we in line to ourselves. Season, I'm, and especially after what I saw today, I, I like that pickup quite a bit. I do. Yeah, I really, really do. Yeah, they saw the vision too. But again, he's not as scalable as Maxi, which is no. why you got to play him in a drop. And what is Christian, like, we're talking about, what is Christian Wood doing in, in that scheme, too, as, as the next big, if, if JaVale is playing a drop? You need quicker defenders, um, order drops. You need screen navigators when you're playing a drop scheme. You know what I mean? You need guys that can get around a screen, screen and recover quickly because JaVale is going to be, his ass is going to be in pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, 
it's tough. They're in a tough. That's why when people are saying, "Oh, I just start them," it's easy. Like if they're in a tough spot, and when your identity, when you're trying to, you know, we're talking about, oh, kid came in and established a culture, or whatever, um, and accountability of dudes playing defense, all that. Why do you want him to throw that out, um, to accommodate Christian Wood? <laughs> like that is my issue. You're telling him to throw out his philosophies. For Christian Wood, bro, a dude with no type of accolades to his name. That's why I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. Or I think. I, I think, I think my my big thing is not even Christian Wood. I just think with Luca, with the roster we have, I think Christian Wood offensively makes Luca's job easier. And I'm like, well, if we only got one dude that can dribble, well, two type, well, two, but. The guy that's going to be the heaviest usage, in my mind, pairing him with Christian Wood offensively as much as you can, because you know how, like when we play Luca Ball in the first quarter, it's Luca. Basically, he's the only person that creates in the first quarter. He's doing that shit. He plays the whole first quarter to get his rhythm. When Spencer, even when Spencer like had good games where he started next to Luca. He didn't do shit in the first quarter. He didn't start getting his shit off until Luca left the game. So in my mind, I'm like, go ahead, link up, pair Luca and Christian and work backwards from there. Because Christian Wood is gonna like you the same fucking spread pick and roll we spammed into the ground with Dwight Powell over and over and over and over and over. You do that with Christian Wood, Christian Wood gonna be happy because he getting his cheater points from picking or popping. Uh, it's going to help Luca get his rhythm because he's either going to score or make the pass to Wood. And I think that would just make everybody happy and it would inflate Wood's value. Then you have Spencer coming in off the bench and you're not, you're not wasting Spencer minutes when Luca basically ain't passing the ball to you outside of a uh, kickouts anyway. Does that, that's, that's my vision for why I'm like start Wood but don't start uh, Spencer. But I'm going to be honest, I know it was practice, but I just don't think there's anything he can do to solve his physical limitations in the paint. Exactly, which is why I just don't want him. <laughs> like, that's why I'm like, I just don't want it. Um, yeah. well, I'm glad. That's yeah. why I'm like, I just hope. I, w- I, was tr- I was trying to view him as like, you know, he's a four or five hybrid. And I was trying to like see him as a little more leaning into the four part of it, the big wing shit. And I don't think he wants no parts of that. He doesn't. And he's not a good enough creator. Yeah. That, 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 but that's something else that kind of rubs me the wrong way. When people get to talking that six man shit and someone was in my mentions talking about run the offense through him off the bench. I'm like, that's not him. That's not him at all. That's one of my big concerns for not pairing him with Luca. He needs someone to create shots for him. He's not a shot creator. He's not. He's a play finisher. He's not, which is why they need another ball handler. Like that's like going back to this whole thing. And I feel like they're going to realize this in the season. But, you know, regardless, there's talking about staggering minutes. Um, you know, so he's going to play like I feel like um people are thinking of this like he's never ever going to play with Luca. Like on the court, like they're, they're, I, they're nah, if he plays together. thirty minutes, I need twenty seven with Luca. I, I know that sounds crazy, but to me, if he plays, let's say, I don't know, thirty minutes a night, and he plays twenty two or twenty three with Luca, 
There's no way he's averaging 20 points a game. I will stand on that. No, I know, but Spencer can, like, I feel like Spence, like, especially if he's um spacing the floor, because Spencer, Spencer's not, Spencer has more chemistry with stretch guys, like stretch bigs, than yeah. lob threats, I feel like. Like, if you no, look at right. last year, Spencer never got a rhythm with Dwight Powell, and it's not Dwight Powell, despite what everyone thinks, because that's one thing Dwight Powell can do. He did that, it before Luke ever showed up. Exactly. So it's not it's not Dwight Powell. Um, but and I'm not trying to say oh, it's, you know, Spencer's just bad. It's just that he doesn't really have a feel for um, you know, lob guys really. He um, never he never did, man. He played he with did. he played with uh, why is I'm I'm a Allen? Why am I forgetting this man's first name? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jesus, I, oof, I've been drinking already. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, Jared Allen. Like when they played together, he was not diamond him like that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It was D'Lo. D'Lo was the one yeah. that really diamond Jared Allen, which is why people are you know excited about D'Lo and Gobert because that's where D'Lo's value as a passer is in the pick and roll. But still, yeah. um, Spencer's more like he's more of a driving kick guy mm. like he's driving kick which is why stretch he works well with you know the stretch big yeah. he um, uh so i think he would work he, well he with, would, um, wood too. when when um when bertans would play spencer was usually on the oh, court with yeah. him and he spencer was finding his ass every time every time he, mm-hmm. it's like i thought they had beef or something i i don't know i do I I didn't see it myself, but I remember someone on the timeline saying that Davis said Spencer was the only person that kept believing in him when they was in Washington, because that shit showed itself when they got here. When they did play together, Spencer was looking for Davis, like he found his ass, so maybe... I, I, I'm hoping you're right about that, because there is evidence of it. I hope yeah, I just think he keeps two, that energy. Yeah, I just think the two guys we have will play well, with, which is why I'm like... I just, they need a third guy. They just need yeah. a third guy because you're not. I mean, it it all depends. Because I was saying that the reason for my for me saying my take about you know Tim Hardaway Jr. starting before I start Wood is because if you look at the first quarters especially, yeah. Spencer is going to close regardless. I Spencer is going to be in the closing lineup regardless. But just for starting, Luca do not pass that ball in the first quarter. Meaning like no. every single play is starting with him minus like one play where he actually really needs a break from the possession and he goes in the corner. But other than that, every single play yes. starts with him. Even if it doesn't end with him, it's probably ending with his assist. <laughs> like, yep. That's how it goes in the first quarters. I've never ever, not even Harden, I haven't seen usage rates like I've seen with Luca in first quarters. Like it, it, to the first quarter. And it kind of, to be honest with you, it kind of say you, I think we talked about this when it came to the Jalen discussion, his that level of usage in the first quarter, like he was the best player on earth when he started doing that shit. So yeah. like he was doing that shit to get his rhythm. He he asked the coaching staff to be able to start doing that. Mm-hmm, to play the full first. Yep. Yeah. And how it went was he played the full first, have his crazy usage. Jalen would check out about, you know, the you know six minute mark. He'd check out. The Spencer would come in, and then, um, then towards the end of the quarter, stand in the corner, (laughs) mm -hmm, and towards the end of the quarter, they check out the ball handlers and maybe bring in Frank or somebody. And then to start the second, that's when Jalen and Spencer was like, "Okay, this is our time now. Do or meet my turn, your turn, kind of thing." And they would start to get busy. Exactly, and that's how it went. So now that's what I'm saying. I'm like saying, 
hey, if we're going to do that again, like now they've been saying they have to play different, so we'll have to see what that means. But if they're still gonna do the crazy first quarter usage thing with Luca, just start Tim. <laughs> Might as yeah. well just start Tim and have Spencer be fresher. You know, when it's time for his, you know, his time to check in with his staggered minutes because Spencer and Luca are still going to play together, but mm. it, it'll keep him a little fresher when you're doing the staggering and it'll make more sense. And so that now you are guaranteeing that Wood is playing with one of them, you know, at all times. So I'm just, like I said, I think in the season, they're going to get a wake up call, depending on Wood, um, that they're going to need a third ball handler and we'll see how they... You know what they do to fix that if that's you know a trade with powell um you know with him being expiring or whatever or if they say hey fuck it let's just trade wood because <laughs> that's still a possibility um he's expiring too so um you know i just feel like he's a great tank commander he is say christian wood yeah that's like he was doing in houston but they got tired of the attitude and whatever so but i just think that's his you know role I I don't think I think bigs who are offensively as talented as he is but can't play defense. I don't think they can play on any real team. Like that that's that's been that's my big thing. I mean, this is where my biggest contention. There's even people I love that we talk to a lot that just because someone can score twenty and ten. Like, they totally ignore how ass they are defensively because they might block a shot here and there. And in the modern NBA, dog, you got to be able to move your feet and you got to be able to, like, deter somebody when they, from a straight-line drive. And if you can't do either one of them or you can only, like, guard another big traditional big, like, dog, you can't play. You can't win with those guys, man. Yeah, I've been souring in some of some of my favorite bigs I've been souring on because that reality is hitting. Like I loved um Vucevic and Sabonis. I like I really like them. But reality set when I realized they cannot guard a thing. Like that King's offense is gonna be so fun. But that defense is gonna be Vucevic's though, Sabonis's. <laughs> and then even and then Sabonis, Sabonis is together. young enough to where it might he might could get it together. Maybe. I doubt Maybe. it. I doubt I it. Highly but doubt it. But Vucevic is, I mean I, if you wanna I'm I you know that's your man, so I ain't been that's wanting to talk guess. about it. I ain't been wanting to talk about it. cloth of offensively than those guys. But the def- I am very concerned about the defense. It is bad. It's bad when you get to a playoff setting. And there are certain schemes that could work, but those are the schemes that you could easily exploit in a playoff setting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, and then, I mean, now we'll, I feel like this is the year if they stay healthy where he really has to show something defensively in the playoffs. Because I think this is the most help he's gotten from a point of attack standpoint. Um, on any of his teams, you have KCP, you have um Bruce Brown, you have um even Jamal Murray's actually not a bad defender at the point of attack. People forget that, but you have um him coming back. So um, and you have Aaron Gordon there flanking you, you know, as your four. So I think um this is the the year for him to show something defensively, and if he can't, man, I just as a championship center, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know. I know, man. I, I 
that's the thing. The nerd stats says he's not that bad defensively, and I do think Aaron Gordon it's can play. It's his rebounds. It's his rebounds that inflate yeah. stats. And the uh, I just watch and it was just like anytime you needed a bucket, just put him in action, and because of the position he plays, it's so much harder to to cover for. It's so much harder to to cover for bigs than any other position on the court. You can you can win a championship with average with one average to mediocre guard on the court or even perimeter player, man, you can't, I don't think it's possible with a big. I've yet to seen it, see it. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Like it's just never, it's it's just never happened. Like not only do they can't even be average. They both got to be like almost plus, like you can have one great one and one mediocre one. You know, I don't want to slander our Lord and savior Dirk Nowitzki, but I don't think it's a coincidence once he became like a I'm gonna say it, man. Dirk was a bad defender until he was twenty-five, till mm-hmm. Avery showed up. He was objectively bad. You know, I wanna slander our Lord and Savior, but he was, and then Avery showed up, got him to participate, and then we start going to finals and then we won a championship once he got uh Tyson next to him. But Dirk mm-hmm. held his own on mm-hmm. defense. Dirk held his own on defense even when, like, he was holding his own after 05, 06, in my opinion. Um, But he was bad before that. And I think that's the last time a quote-unquote bad, and then while Dirk wasn't bad, he became mediocre to slightly above mediocre. But he's also one of the best offensive players in the history of basketball. And he still had to get, he still couldn't be bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like you said, he won when you put a defensive player of the year type center <laughs> next right. to him. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm like. And that's when people talk about Luka Jokic parent. I am not a, no, I don't want to say I th- that. I don't, th- I think no. they know. I think they, they know that shit too. wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? I think oh, they're going to play together after like they own shit. Like once they in their 30s and they just like they don't want some rings on their own or maybe as like a last gas to win some rings, they might give it a shot. But I don't think they link it up in eight primes. I yeah, don't think no. that's the thing. Yeah, that's why but I do. They're going to do that uh, with the Rockets did where they like an eight thirty three or something. And they like, fuck it, let's give it a shot just to say we did it. But. I think in their heart of hearts, they 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 smart. They basketball geniuses. They know they can't play together. Exactly, and I'm just like even today, bro. But that's why I was I was watching and Luca. When I know we say, oh, he's an average. Like, okay, liability is probably not fair, right? But we cannot go as far as to say he's average. Even when given, he's just not. He's not that good, and it's okay. At least for right, it's not okay. But you know what I mean. As for right now, it is what it is. Especially since he's not playing like a center position, and um, you know they could cover for him. It's fine. But like today in the scrimmage, he it was um, they you know his team missed a shot. He was coming back. They're playing transition defense or whatever. Um, his default was to drop in the paint. Right, mm-hmm. so he dropped in the paint. I forgot who was playing. I want to say it was Javale. Yeah, Javale playing with him. So Javale was dropped too, right? And so both of them in drop. And Luca's man, the, the guy Luca is actually supposed to be guarding, is wide ass open on the perimeter. And Luca did not realize until 
the shot was going up and he's like oh shit my guy is like open I was but, supposed to but be up there. Hey, hey. <laughs> and he ran up and the guy it, whoever i forgot who it was i feel like it was theo maybe um he missed right so it was whatever but i'm just saying things like that like you see it all you see it in practice you see it in the game like you see it all you had tim on the mic saying saying i was just about to bring that up <laughs> i was just about to bring it up like, yeah <laughs> like bro he told his other team like that was competitive they wanted to win <laughs> and to hear one of his teammates be like you know luca just watching the ball just go here cut here and the shit gonna be sweet i'm like oh my god what what do you think what do you think fucking the opposing team be saying exactly like exactly uh, they be fucking setting up they shit like bro we lost Let's keep it real, man. We and this is not Luca's the franchise, but dog, that Josh Giddy fucking mm, he still is, yep. That that Josh Giddy game winner, that was bad, man. He's still a bad defender. Yeah. It 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 was man, he was sitting down in the chair and like playing some defense around January, and we just kind of rolled with it. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 just milked that. We just milked that shit for the rest of the year, and it, it low key as them points went up, that defense got worse. But the team kept winning, so we just kind of rolled with it. Oh yeah, he played defense for like three weeks, literally three <laughs> weeks in January. It, <laughs> hey, 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 hey you know, you know, what's funny. That was when he couldn't fucking make a shot, so he was exactly. like, <laughs> so he had to overcompensate. Yes, he couldn't, he couldn't score anything, and he had to overcompensate. So he was like, "Well, shit, I just can't be defense. totally ass. Let me go play some defense." <laughs> that kind of pisses me off in retrospect because it's like you can do it. You can always do it. You, you can just, always do it, man. You just don't be wanting to. Shit. Yeah, and it's not even just people say, "Oh, well, he can be average if he, you know, um, shows effort," and that's true to an extent. Yeah, but he's still bad technically defensively like yeah. his, his, his you know his footwork is never going to be up to speed so you can't like fault him there um but he's still like he's to me his value defensively is where i'm like he has to lean in heavily in being a defensive playmaker he has to play the passing lanes he has to do all that because he gets a lot of steals that's one mm. thing um which is why you can can't always equate steals to playing defense right. but he gets a lot of steals. He he's smart. So he's, he's, a de- he's, a, he's a decent post defender. And he's a you know very decent post defender. Yeah, I I don't want I don't want to call him a plus post defender, but oh yeah, I don't want to like like I put it to you. Way. I put it to you like this: when it's like a decent post player and they isolate on Luca, I'd be like, that shit is not sweet. We I right. don't double team. Let 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 that dude try to score. Like I don't feel like with with the other dudes on the team. Um, when they would get isolated on the on the block, I'd be like, "Oh, help double team!" But when it's yeah. Luca, nah, don't help him. He'd be alright. Exactly. So yeah, so there's things you can do with him defensively, which is why it's not terrible. It's not like he's a big, but you know, when they're pulling his ass out at the point of attack, oh, yeah. he's pretty much toast. Yeah, um, he's a why... he's he's a bad point of attack defender by any horrible, measure. horrible. Um, and off ball and my thing with the off ball one where he like point of attack I understand that there's probably not much you could do there fine but off ball you are spending especially with how we play him in the scheme you're spending the majority of your time on defense off the ball you cannot be that bad if that's where you're, you know what I mean yeah. like he's not spending the most of his time on defense on the ball he's spending off the ball so the least you can do the least you can do is just be attached to your guy. Stop ball. You already know you're slow. 
so why are you ball watching you're if you're ball watching you're already behind so you can't catch up you like it because you're already slow so you have to make sure you're aware so that's one thing and off the ball defense not to say that it's easy to do it's not easy to do um but especially you know with screen navigations all that especially if you know your guys like running off um you know pin downs and stuff like that it's kind of hard to navigate um and know where exactly um or try to guess exactly where they're trying to go on the court and trying to you know get to the spot either uh beat but you know after them or even try to get there right when they get there um it's it's hard to do but the least you can do is pay attention <laughs> he doesn't even do that so um you know hopefully he can get better there um but i mean i, I don't even know what we're talking about now we just we, know, we lost the plot we did. But, you I mean, you had a lot to you had a lot to get off your chest. I did have a lot to practice. say. I'm so sorry. You I did. did yeah. <laughs> but, nah, you good. That's that, I mean, hell, that's what we're here to get them rants yeah. off. And to be honest, man, fuck, people listen to it. Like mm-hmm. those. Whenever we come in here and I send you an agenda, or you send me one. Those episodes don't do well. We just being here off the top of our heads. People like to listen to it. I don't know. It may. I don't know. I don't well thank you everyone if you're still listening to this yeah. show, we we appreciate y'all yeah. but just to rein it in a little bit um we can go a little more general um we talked about the Mavs their practice it was great fun um we can also talk about media day in general because mm-hmm. that happened um last Monday and um oh hold on sorry something about you made Doka just came in oh um, yeah uh oh why is um, no- oh because we record on fridays and there's always yeah. those news dumps on friday mm-hmm. yeah but um so some law from sorry there's like an emergency vehicle passing by but um a law firm they said they found crude language in his dialogue with the female subordinate prior to the start of the relationship um and that significantly factored into the um severity of the one-year suspension so what it looked like was that he was um i guess he pursued her with i don't know actually i don't know yeah 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 but um i mean moving on from that i just wanted to say because the news just came in but media day and there was a lot of you know media days a lot of excitement everyone's happy with their team everyone's trying to see the vibe trying to see you know stuff going on and I saw a couple of lists. People were trying to rank vibes of um, media days. We were filed under the weird vibe because of the whole Christian Wood quote thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's whatever. We kind of touched on it already. But um, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns. And their media day was, by all accounts, the people were there. It was not really great. Um, and that's to be expected. Their owner just, you know, announced that he's selling the team he you know before that was announced he's getting a year suspension for you know pretty much being a fucking racist um and there you know you didn't expect them to be all rainbows and sunshines there and then coupled with jay crowder not being there he's you know he's not happy and it came out that um it's not just about because the speculation was that he was upset that you know they were starting cam johnson he was going to go to the bench and that while that is true there's more to the story where he also asked for an extension. They didn't want to give it to him. Um, so he just didn't feel wanted by them, which, you know, factored in him in him saying that I want to go elsewhere. Um, and all of that, and then you have Aiden, um, who, you know, the saga with him after game seven, you know, there was an he confirmed, you know, people said that there was, you know, after that game seven, but he confirmed that there was kind of like a verbal altercation with him and Monty on the bench. Um 
and he also revealed that they haven't spoken <laughs> since that game seven and he you know in his interviews he you know they're asking him like oh how do you feel about um you know you know the phoenix matching that you know offer from the pacers and he's kind of like it's whatever he's <laughs> yeah, pretty much literally it, like it, it, it is, what it, it is, is what it is yeah right. um uh so their whole vibes are off um and i i mean people are using that to factor in why they're gonna fall off a cliff and that could be true i could definitely see a world where the chemistry is just off and i feel like they've had um and i, I will knock on wood because i'm not trying to wish any injuries on them but they've benefited i feel like for the last two seasons of not having too many crazy injuries during the regular season um and i know booker was out for a little bit um, even chris paul went down for a little bit but still um they had enough to where they could play as a unit but you don't know what's going to happen this year and they're not together like i said the vibes were great the last two years and now um that they're not that connected you could see a fall off but i don't know if that might be the case so but i'm oh, intrigued with the aim thing i'm oh, really intrigued oh, SJ. SJ. What? what happened they like, fall. You, you think the opposite? You think they're falling off? They are falling off tremendously. Really? Damn, okay. no <laughs> one, no one, no five one. Seed, but not yeah. that. Not well, that's what, that. well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. teams that are as good as they are for two years don't win a championship. And, like, you, like, they, 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 you just don't keep that shit rolling. I agree. You, I you know what I'm saying? That. Like, mm-hmm. whenever you lose like that, like, i give you an example, just one off the top of my head, our Mavs, um, when we got popped in the first round in 07, we came back in 08, we went from, what was it, 67 wins? Didn't they win? Yep. Didn't they win 67? We won like 51, yeah, we won like 51 games. We was a six seed. Like, mm-hmm. we sixteen and got packed up. Like, I don't think they'll fall that bad, because as we'll get into, I guess, next Friday, um, as I've dug into the West... I don't, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of volatility. There's more volatility than I thought in the West um, or some stuff's going to be up in the air that once I actually sit and looked at the teams, but that's neither here nor there. They fought, they are not going to be the number one seed. I think they, I think we fighting with them in Minnesota for the, for home court in the first round, they will not be a top three. I, I and I could, I, I could totally see them being the sixth seed. I totally see it. I could totally see it. I'm. I wouldn't bet money on it. I think. Uh, right now, I guess I'm spoiling it. I probably got them at like four, maybe five. But yeah, I th- they're just gonna fall off. Chris Paul, dude. Chris Paul is about to be 38. You saw the way he looked. Like yeah. since when do dudes just bounce back at that age? You're right. And here's the thing. I could buy into that line of thinking too, because um, on the other hand. Looking at their defense, I can see their defense slipping a little bit because yeah. one, you're moving up Cam Johnson, who cannot guard. He can't guard. Um, in in place of Jay Carter, that's one thing Jay Carter can do, even if he's not hitting no shots. And his defense is a little overrated, but he can still guard. You know, yeah. just a guard. Um, Cam Johnson can't really guard. And then you're looking at um, Aiton, who was a you know the anchor for them too. He has his money, and he's not really feeling them, so he doesn't have an incentive to you know go so hard. You know, as well. Um, granted, yes, you need to still show effort, but you know what I mean. Like, if especially if he feels like the organization Monty, especially if he's not gelling with Monty, 
I don't see a world where he's going so hard. Like, it's a Chris Paul. He's already, he had been already slipping defensively. Mm-hmm. And offensively, if he's not proven to be a threat off the ball, um, and we've already seen that Booker, he's not that floor raiser type guy. Um, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, they have Booker, so they're going to win games. Like, he's not that kind of guy. Um, I could see a world, especially if none of the wings, and, you know, Mikhail, if Mikhail isn't, showing more from a self-creation standpoint i could see a world where they yet do fall like tremendously too um but i don't know i just think it really like i just think it depends on monty like and the buying that they have with him i see i've been seeing Suns fans they they were getting really excited about dwayne washington jr that's how you know where their offseason is at (laughs) they're really excited about him and he's okay he's an okay player um from the paces come from the paces but the fact that they're banking on him to play more and um, do all that. They they said that if, if they had him, they wouldn't have lost the series to us. That's where, they, that's where they're at right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, you know, like I said, media day is usually a time of good vibes and the vibes there are just not that. And um, But another thing I wanted to say, um, the Lakers, everyone assumed that the Lakers, and that's the thing, I never thought the Lakers were going to have like a shit show um, media day yeah i felt it would have been maybe a little awkward and it kind of was with the questions they were asking like westbrook i thought it was really crazy some of the things they were asking talking about how do you feel that the lakers don't want you? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you asking him that <laughs> like and i'm like i'm very surprised that westbrook you know westbrook is usually really really testy with like the media mm. if, he's, if they're asking him a question he doesn't like he'll you know kind of get not in his feelings because even if he got in his feelings that would have been rightfully so in my opinion but i feel like he answered it really maturely um and i saw earlier today they said they're not setting a starting lineup but the crew that has been starting um is none westbrook braun ad and damian jones so how are we feeling about that i look man (laughs) i was trying to get christian wood to start you know what i'm saying so when when you got a team that probably can't really win the championship I'm 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 a fan of trying shit. I didn't even know Kendrick Nell was playing basketball again, low key. But yeah, he just got cleared. I I think um, to start so, like, doing five on five and stuff. I, I mean, have at it. Give it a shot. That still sounds crazy to me. Um, I, it just sounds crazy. I thought you know we'll get into it next week. I don't I don't think they have a realistic chance of being good. I don't think they're going to stink, mm-hmm. though. And another thing um, Darvin Ham had said is that he wants to change a little bit how they played AD defensively. Interesting. Um, but the thing that made me confused with what he said versus what um, the, they said they've been running with whoever the, that starting group was, he was like he wanted to play AD and drop more. Hmm. So that the... The, so it was mainly about the perimeter defenders, um, like not having AD help as much, like let um, guys, the perimeter guys, let them handle their, you know, matchup and AD will stay drop more. But you can't do that with um, this roster, I feel like, especially if the point is if, if you're going to drop AD more, your perimeter defenders need to be tight. So I would assume that's where, you know, a Patrick Beverly was starting yeah, yeah. You know, or something. But the fact I... that that's not happening, that's. So I'm like I'm confused as to like, like as to 
you know, obviously media day, everybody's lying. Let's start there. Everybody, everybody across all teams are lying <laughs> about something. If they're not lying about everything they're lying about, there's something they're lying about. That feels like one of the things he's lying about. Um, in the sense of, if that's his vision, that can't be the group that he's running with, if that's his vision. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, so, so is gonna be the drop big. Why you got Damian Jones and yeah, it doesn't make Tom sense. And Thomas Bryant, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, um, hmm. Yeah. I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that. I'm not gonna yeah. you. Like, but that's I, why when I saw the line, I can't, I, I, can't like, huh? I can't even, I can't even vision. Like, I can't, I can't even picture that lineup playing in my mind's eye. Like, cause then you got, I mean. So AD is the drop big, and Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant is just like running around, huh? Like, yeah. especially Thomas Bryant, because like that is well, Thomas can't, Bryant can't, can't move. move, bro. Yeah, he can't move at all. Hmm. I mean, we. Well, I, I mean, I saw that lineup, and I was just like, "Hey, they." I don't know. I don't know what lineup they could throw out there that makes sense, unless they unless they gonna send Russ home. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that lineup on the timeline, I was like, well, they just trying some shit. But I didn't hear I didn't I didn't I didn't hear about what uh Darvin Ham said about the putting A D in a drop. That makes no sense. They are gonna stink. I, I take back what I said. They're gonna stink. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm like like Lakers and I understand they Lakers fans were over vocal. Yeah. And I, I, you know, get that, whatever, but they feel like Ham is just the answer to their problems because he's saying all the right things, all that. And I'm not doubting that Ham is, I'm not saying Ham is going to be a terrible coach, but with new coaches, new systems and all that, like he's coming in saying that he's installing basically a new, a whole new offensive system, a whole new defensive system. Do you not think that's going to take time to probably gel? Given yeah. that um the only thing that was consistent with the Lakers the last three years was the coach <laughs> you know what i mean like it was the coach and his systems like you had injuries like yes ad and bron they're the two that had been there too but they've been you know in and out the lineup so much the last couple of years you know contributing to them stinking the only constant there was the coach so now that you took that your roster is new again you have a whole new roster again now you're bringing a whole new coach and systems different systems how do you think they're just going to come out hot and come out just great and it's just going to look great from jump? That's what I'm like, like, granted, I know, like I said, this is the time to lie to yourself. So other teams are probably looking at us, like as Mavs fans, probably thinking we're stupid too. But I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, just realistically thinking about it. Like, I don't, and I'm not saying all of them are like that because the Lakers fans I follow for the most part, they're not that high on the season either. <laughs> like, there are certain things they're talking themselves into, but they do believe they're going to stink again too. Um, but still, like, I'm just like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it for the Lakers. Just at this point, Braun, try to catch Kareem. Not try. You're going to catch Kareem, you know, if you stay healthy, all that. Catch Kareem. And try to break some records. <laughs> like, I just don't. And AD, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, at least they got a ring out of this whole experiment. That's one thing they could say. You know what's nasty is if they just, let's say they never make the rush trade. 
Do you think they make the playoffs last year? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Because then, if they even, don't do the rush straight, it's probably Buddy Heel there. Yeah, and even if it's not Buddy if they just kept them dudes. I was about to say, you keep like a Caruso. You keep, yeah, or, I mean, granted, yeah. they probably wouldn't have paid Caruso anyway, regardless of Russ or not. They probably wouldn't have paid Caruso um, because Genie Bus was just cheaping out. So Caruso's gone fine, but KCP, Kuzma, like yeah, those are like still those, good role those, players. Those, those, but the thing is, those guys, even if you stunk again, those players, let's be honest, went to other shitty teams and still have value. <laughs> like, exactly. They, like they you have got Monte more. Morris yeah, they, for they, KCP. Still, they still had value independent of whether it actually worked out or not and, and it's just, easy to move their contract yeah and i'm just looking like dog the wizards could get some shit for kyle kuzma right now mm-hmm. and... it's part of why not to cut you up but it's part of why we traded kp2 like that for ease the contracts that are easier to move yeah man that's just uh the lakers are cooked man lakers are cooked the suns are cooked i don't think the west is going to be asked i, I let me be clear if two, if you can 2K the season and you just turn off injuries and fatigue, I do think the West is still a bear with uh, the teams that's going to be at the top. I think Denver is going to be real good, man. I think they're going to be real season. good. Yeah. I think I think Minnesota is going to be real good. I, I really do. I know there's some debate about that, but as far as a regular season, yeah, I, I think they're going to be. I real think good. yeah, I think the Pelicans disappoint more than. Uh, Minnesota would in the regular season at least. I don't want right. to. St- I don't want to step on next week. They're not gonna be that fucking good, bro. I don't think they're gonna be that good either. Like, it's not. Hype- I've seen people say lock them into the Western Conference Finals. I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and maybe they're just be hating for an in division team. No, then who are no. they guarding? Nobody. Can't do any- everything. Nobody. Dyson Daniels is a rookie. He projects to be a good defender, but he's a rookie. They have two. They have two players. Uh, the Herb Jones, who's a really good defender, or NBA team level defender, mm-hmm. and BI when he want to. Outside of that, everybody else is bad, not average, but bad. I guess Jackson Hayes, but I mean, I, he ain't where when, where he gonna play? He's coming off the bench now. Before well, what he I'm was saying, we, that two um big, big yeah yeah with Zion he, Zion and Jonas when he playing to impact the team, so. Like, cut the shit, bro. They're going to be all right. They're going to be a very, very fun, cute stats, seven seed. They might get to the six seed, maybe. Yeah. And even the, like, and I'm looking at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are hard to place because I could see a world where you take a step back, especially since, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's not going to be playing, at right. least for, to start the season, he's not going to hey, be playing. Hey, did you know he played 78 games last year? That shit yeah, blew, I saw that. that. Shit I was like, wow. My mind. I did not realize it, it was that many. It blew my mind when I saw that. Exactly. I didn't realize it was that many. Either. I saw something like that. I was like, whoa, he played that many? I was yeah. like, wow. And then I thought back. I was like, yeah, I really didn't read anything about him missing, <laughs> like, many games. So I was like, yeah. Um, that makes sense when you like think about it, but yeah. So if he's not playing to start the season, they lost some good role players, and I know mm. they do the um, and they did it last year and it worked out for them. But I don't know if Lightning is a strike twice in that situation where you're doing some addition by um subtraction. You know, everyone's like, what are they doing when they you know traded away Zion Chunis and got Stephen Adams, mm. and they um traded down, right? They did it? no, they traded up 
in the draft. The Pelicans were the ones yeah. that traded down. But they traded up for, like, a rookie, and everyone was like, what are they doing? And, they, you know, like, and then Desmond Bain took his big leap. I mean, Grizzlies fans are expecting Desmond Bain to take another huge leap. I don't know if he's going to take another huge leap. I don't know about um, huge. He'll get better. Yeah, he, I a think low, he'll get better. But, no, they're expecting him to take, like, a – to be like a 24, 23 Who the fuck you think he is? I love <laughs> yeah. Desmond Bain. I like him, but who do y'all think he is, man? They, yeah, now. they think he's going to jump like, and I'm like, oh, do you think, so? especially when teams like, because he was in the second year, teams know about him now. Yeah. Like, not to say they weren't guarding him last year, because that's not true, but like, now he's more of an issue. You know, he's going to be more on the radar. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to really really get better, especially since his defense. He's okay, an okay defender, but I think it's limited, um, given that his arms are really <laughs> like, you know. And we talk about physical tools, but that shit matters. Um, you know, he's six five, I think. So he's a, and you know, he's very stocky, but still, you know, he'll be limited in what he can do defensively. So I don't know. And then you took away Melton, who was pretty good for them in the regular season. Kyle Anderson. I think he took a step back last year compared to how he was the year before, but he's still a good glue guy. They lost him, and they're um, counting on rookies pretty much to make up that, um, you know, rookies in internal development because um, they just paid. What's that guy's name who they just extended? That was Ty- on the team. Tyus? No, not Tyus. Tyus is pretty good, but not him. Um, They extended Conchar. Con- oh, John Conchar. Conchar. I'm sure they're looking for him to, you know, play a bit more. And is he Slovenian or am I getting him mixed up? Nah, you're getting him mixed up with um, Vlatko Chanchar. Yeah, okay, His name is Conchar. I don't know where he's from, though. Um, oh, okay. But, um, so they're hoping for more internal development. But like I said, lightning don't strike twice. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's going to strike twice to where they're what? super good again. Especially my, my... With... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, what I was going to say, I, I agree with you, and I think mm-hmm. the one. Re- <laughs> Just keeping it real with you, when I looked and saw that uh, Triple J played 78 games, I was like, yeah, that's a defensive anchor. So if he played damn near all the games, you can get away with all the other dudes not playing. Their defense was, especially with Ja out, yeah, defense looked insane. Yeah, and I'm like, if he ain't there and it ain't like Ja's the picture of health is damn so, Mm-hmm. there's a lot of space for some fall off there mm-hmm. is there is a lot of space for fall off um i i i'm right there with you i don't like when we agree like this i thought i ain't gonna hold you i kind of wish that practice didn't happen because i was I, I i had planned just from the conversations in the group chat to get in here and get to arguing with you about christian wood starting and then he act like he ain't he his his body language was a, an abomination today. Let's just keep it real. Let's be honest. Like his body language was bad. And I know it was practice, but you can pick up on vibes. But mm-hmm. I think we on the same page as far as like the other teams in the West and about media day. Um, did you pay attention? What you think about the stuff out of Brooklyn? Out of Bro- it was interesting. One Kyrie's a fucking moron. I'm tired of talking about Kyrie. I think he's stupid. One of those people that um. They big brain it so much to try to prove that they're, you know, um, think they're not um, participating, I guess, in like group think to yeah. the point where they, they are just being contrarians for contrarian sake. And Mark Dunley. Yeah, it's just, I'm like, whatever, Kyrie. You know, he's talking, I just hate talking about Kyrie, honestly. Um, so that's whatever. But, um, and he pretty much kind of confirmed that he did not get an extension because of all his issues. When, when he said, oh, I left for, 
you know, years, $100 million on the table. Like, um, so he basically confirmed that Brooklyn were, you know, they were hesitant on, you know, extending him because of all that. But KD, I mean, his comments, they were very, I was intrigued to hear it. You know, everyone was, in, was intrigued because it was like, okay, we all know about your trade request. Like, that shit was like, you know, so public the whole summer. So how are you going to talk about it? And it was, you know, he was honest talking about it like, hey, um, when I signed up, I signed up to play with James, you know, Kyrie in the group that we had. And when that started to break down, I lost confidence. Um, but, you know, we worked it out, whatever. Good answers there. And, you know, I saw more more like quotes today coming out saying that he you know he he likes the team that's another reason even this I think this is definitely fluff he's like another reason why I wanted to stay is because I like the team and all that blah blah but they have a, a good team they do um yeah I mean it's you've got to put them together and see how they work on the court especially since uh I, I don't think Seth is ready I don't think he's playing. No, no, no. Yeah, what happened to my boy Seth I, I missed I, I missed stuff. when he got hurt I, he had ankle I totally stuff. missed it he had ankle stuff to end the season, okay. and then in the playoffs, he played, but his ankle was, like, bothering him. Um, okay. And I think it's the same thing, same ankle stuff. Joe Harris, um, he's coming off of surgeries. I, th- I, th- I, thought, he was, I thought he was back. No, he's, he's back. He's back. But, he's, okay. mm-hmm, but still, like, we don't know how. He, I mean, you're never going to forget how to shoot the ball, but still, right, like, right. you got to see him, especially defensively. I mean, he, I was about to say, he's a decent defender. So. Mm, he is a typical decent. Yeah, he's 6'6, six, six, got good size on him. So he's not too bad defensively, but you got to yeah. see how that is. Because uh, I think his was a. Was that? No. Was it his hand? Actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was a fracture, though. Whatever was wrong with him, he was cooked. One in his so, knee? And then something else knee. happened? No, it was his knee. Yeah, I think it was his knee. And then they had to go back in because they were like debris and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, or was it his elbow? Actually, I don't know. I don't know. But it was a, some sort of thing going on. And he had to, I remember they, they had to go back in because they were like debris and all that. Um, So that's why he was like fully out for the season. He was supposed to come back. That was mm. like the initial surgery. It was, was, like it was his ankle. Trip. It was his ankle. Ankle, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and then it was debris, whatever. So he's coming back, but it, they said TJ Warren is not even ready. Like Dog. he's close, but he's not ready. They what said. happened to him? That was something else. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Wait a minute, now, wait a minute. This dude ain't played since the bubble." Actually, technically, everyone says that, but he did play four four games in that twenty twenty one season. He okay. played four games and then he stopped. So it wasn't quite the bubble, but it was like four games into that new season, into the season right after the bubble. Well, around, Christ, around, around Christmas time. Yeah, that Christmas time. Yeah, he okay. played four games and then he. Christmas of 20. Damn, so we pushing. 2020, yeah. So it's been yeah. like two years. Damn. Like, yes. I've never heard of a foot issue. Like, unless you. I've just never heard of a foot issue cooking because, yeah, when I saw he still wasn't. I don't think he's been cleared to like run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's clear yet for that. So we got to see with that. That's what I'm saying. So they still have question marks there, but like, I feel like, and then KD in his, in himself has become a question mark, um, you know, because he's been injured, but if he's okay, they'll, they'll win, win games. I think KD kind of showed that um, mm. when he's there, they'll at least win games. Oh, yeah. Like, and Definitely. if Kyrie's playing with him too, you know, they're going to win games. So it'll, they'll be fine there, but um. I'm just monitoring the situation because everyone's assuming. I'm sorry, the dogs next door are going crazy, but um. Oh, you good? Yeah, but everyone. I noticed it earlier, but I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, they're said, they're so. so annoying, but whatever. Um, they're really going off, but basically, um, they. I just think it's uh, 
people have been talking about monitoring the situation because they feel like Katie's still not happy. So if, if they're not that good, you know, we'll see the trade stuff come up again. But at that point, the Brooklyn is still in the same spot. Like he could sit out. Yeah, but they're not in a rush to trade him unless they get something good back. And Katie knows that too. He said, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, They understand how good I am where they're like, we're not giving you away for scraps. Um, and the same thing will come up again if he requested in January that Katie, we've been over this. We're not giving you up for scraps. <laughs> so like, um, do what you will with that. And people just think Aiton is going to be traded for him in January. This is a Suns fan. When I say people, I should actually specify and say Suns fans because they're the only ones still <laughs> on this boat that they think um, they're going to be trading Aiton for him in like January or February or whatever. But, um, I mean, we'll see out of Brooklyn. We'll see. I mean, everything is, um, like I said, everything is up in the air with Brooklyn. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to go to some Nets games, but I've never actually been to a Nets game with the big two that they have with Kyrie Katie. Um, I at least want to see one before we don't know when they're going to be, you know, broken up. Loki, so. I, I kind of want to make that trip, too, because the tickets are so cheap. It might, be cheap. Cheap, bro. it might be cheap. It might be cheap. It dead ass might be cheaper to catch a flight and do like a Airbnb or something, and then come back to Texas because mass tickets is going up. People ready to see Luca this year, boy. Yeah. So I um, I'd like to. I don't know when, but I would like to catch. I know the we play them very early on in the season. Our like third or fourth game is Brooklyn. I don't know if I can make that one though. Um. I d- actually I doubt. I think it's like on a Wednesday too. So I don't think I can make that one. I know I can make the Knicks game, um, which is a little annoying. But I know I can make you, that one. I you want to go? You want to go boo your man's? Well, I'm gonna go heckle him. Um, I'm I'm going there to heckle his big headed ass. But, hey man, I, I I gotta admit something, man. I've been towing yeah. the line with it. I was upset when it first broke. I'm not. That's my guy, man. I want him to succeed. I do. Well, I'm upset about it. I, I, I know you are. Way. I know you are. It's been some of the funniest shit in the group chat. You and Jazz, like <laughs> when that name gets mentioned, it is righteous anger. Like y'all hate. Y'all legitimately upset about it. And I'm just like, hey man, we talk bad about Mark Cuban. You can't get mad at somebody for not wanting to hitch their wagon to him. I don't, care. I don't care. He picked how I feel. You picked against us. That is just how, like in simple. I'm dumbing it down. Obviously, there's more nuance to it, but I don't want to look at the nuance. That's what that's what makes it so funny because yeah, usually, I'm dumbing it down. No, nah, usually when we have topics, you'd be like, I see it, I understand it, and but I still feel this way with this shit. You like, oh, oh well, fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> it no, just, literally, it, it makes me laugh every single time. If you're not you, with us, you're against us. Because you, because you dead ass serious about it, and I'm just like, man, that's I'm sorry, that's my god. No, I'll I get, I, that's the thing. That's I will get god, over man. it, but for right now, that's I'm not over god. it. I'm just not, and yeah. I, it's not even just like it's not even just things I like to the point where I was playing, t- <laughs> I was playing 2K the other day, and a trade came up for Brunson and it was a good trade mind you like I think I, I was playing like a fantasy draft so it wasn't yeah. so, like with the math a good who did I have who was it I th- oh I forgot who it was at the two I had and they were asking me to exchange twos for Brunson oh it was Sexton I had Sexton and I was trying to trade Sexton and they were offering me Brunson mind you that is an objectively good trade especially in 2k where um I think Sexton's overall is like 78 
Yeah. Is like a 73. It was a good trade and I did not do it because I just don't. And plus, I was playing as the Mavs. I was like, you don't want to be on the Mavs, so you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not do it. And I just kept sexing. That (laughs) is funny. That is so funny. I'm, uh, it's funny. And, uh, I legitimately think, like, just looking at the, the way this team is lining up, it's going to be hilarious because I, I don't think the Knicks is going to be good. I think Jalen is going to put up some cool, cute stats and they go from like 30, what they went, 37 games, 35 mm-hmm. games, whatever it was. I think they get better. I do. I think they'll be a better team. I do. But when I say better, they go from like the 10th seed to the ninth seed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think our boy, gonna, well, my boy is still going to put up good stats. And I think it's going to be a situation where the media is going to be laughing at them and they're going to be forced to make like a panic trade because there's just no way you can pay that much money for all them dudes and just be mid in New York City. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the pressure going to get to them. But I will say, I, I, I don't know if we talked about last time, like Brunson and uh, RJ, they got about the same bag. It's just RJ's has those escalators to where if he's a all-star, all-NBA, it can go up to the max. But the guaranteed money, I think Brunson's guarantee is 104. RJ's is like 108 over four years. So that RJ contract, I actually, shit, man, both them contracts, I think are going to age well. They're good contracts. That's one thing I won't lie and say he, he's yeah. on a bad contract. Yeah. Um, and I won't even lie and say he's a bad player. Like you not hear me do that. You yeah. not hear me do that. Um, I just would not like him for choosing against us. But I'm not gonna lie and say he's yeah. like on a bad contract because it's nice, especially with the cap going up. That's a yeah. Big, and and not only that, in addition, like they did it declining. So Decline, exactly. So, so it's, it's like contract. he's gonna be making his cap number in three years when the cap is through the damn roof is gonna be like really high-end bench player money and it's like they gonna mm-hmm. be able to trade him for some shit they'd be able to trade rj for some shit because mm-hmm. his money ain't that much either low-key yeah. that julius randall deal i made like they i i hate i hate let me be very clear i'm going to root for jalen brunson that's my guy i think he's a good basketball player nasty father aside mm-hmm. and i still like him as a player um i think he's a good dude you notice during media day no one got anything, you know, people could have jabbed him or said something. No one, everyone's happy for him. Everyone genuinely, genuinely, I believe is happy for him. And uh, that's my guy too. But I just don't see how that next shit works. I don't see how, I don't see how they're a good team without making another trade. And I think they need to fire tips. Like right now, he should have been going already. Yeah, I think he's, um, yeah, I think he's definitely going to be uh, in the... It's interesting, because I think he's definitely a candidate for midseason fire. Yeah. Um, As, like, a coach. Um, especially with the things he's saying. Like, I mean, everyone was um convinced over the offseason. Um, even, you know, Knicks fans, even non-Knicks fans alike, with how they were fucking trying to gatekeep Quentin Grimes from the Jazz, everyone thought, oh, you know, he's probably going to be their starting um two-guard. And Tibbs was like, yep, Fournier <laughs> is um, going to be the starting two guard because he spaces, you know, they need the shooting in that lineup. But, I mean, it might just be me, but every Knicks, I went to um, a few Knicks games last season. Every game I went to, Quentin, Quentin Grimes was like Ray Allen, bro. <laughs> like, it was, it was every game. 
Yeah. And actually, let me look it up because it just, like I said, sometimes it just feels like that when it's like every game you go to. Because I actually don't know his percentage, what he shot from three last yeah. year. But one thing I do know, he's a pretty good like defender. Like, not necessarily in like one-on-one situations, but as a team defender, he's pretty damn good. Let me see what he did. Um, okay, field goal percent. Oh, field goal percent wasn't too good, 40%. But he shot 38% from three. All be not on crazy volume. Actually, yeah. actually, no. Wait, no, that's the projection. I'm, I'm, bugging. Oh no, no, no. That is right. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't crazy volume. Actually, four attempts a game. Not too bad. Thirty-eight percent on four attempts a game is not bad. Well, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So I don't understand. I mean, yes, Fournier is a better shooter, but like, you could have shooting and defense <laughs> if you start grind. But whatever. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not the Knicks, I'm not Tibbs, so we'll see. And then people are upset, I saw people are upset because um, basically Tibbs is not, he hinted that he's not playing Obi and Julius Randle together um, because they felt like in the minutes it wasn't effective, even though people are pulling out stats and they're kind of like, Tibbs, yes, it was. <laughs> You're just yeah. lying out your ass. But I don't know, we'll see. I just think, um, like you said, it's the... The lefty situation with so many non-shooters or non-willing shooters like a uh, Brunson. It's not that Brunson is a bad shooter. He's just not taking enough that you want, especially from the guard spot, especially pull-up threes. Like, yeah. if you're not, if they're going under the screen on you and you you're not trying to pull, it's just not. It's not gonna work. But yeah, I, I think he's gonna shoot it though. Yeah, I think he's that, gonna shoot it. That's, that's why I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> that's why I'm gonna get mad. You get pre. You get pre. I'm getting pre. Yeah, uh, yeah pre mad because like why you couldn't do that here, but whatever. Um, and hey, his, I his, his role changed dramatically in one year. Give the man yeah. a break, ma'am. Whatever. But um, I did want to touch on, though, really quickly, the heat. Because I feel like everyone's kind of, like, everyone kind of knew that they didn't do anything this offseason. Like, they really didn't do anything. They only gave Victor Oladipo a, a bigger, like, contract. <laughs> and that was, and they lost PJ Tucker. That is all they did. Um, and people are saying, okay, uh, I, you, you know, you're looking at the roster, Where's the internal development coming from? Because I, if especially if Heroes come off the bench again, I don't think Heroes getting better than twenty points per game off the bench. I think last year is the best. I think it's about all. He, I think it's the best he got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't see him going up. You know, he's not going up crazy from that. Especially if he's coming off the bench, he's not going crazy from that. Bam. I mean, he's always talking about being more aggressive. I have to see that at this point um jimmy's old so it's not like jimmy's game is hitting another gear like jimmy's what he is which is a pretty good damn good player um but he is what he is ty lowry he's getting older he looked awful last year so we don't know what we're gonna get from him and like i said i mean oladipo's healthier now so if you're banking on a healthier oladipo who's still cooked they're cooked especially since you lost your starting four which is why um I'm under the belief that Jay Crowder's best spot for what he's looking for and for who could use him, like from a, you know, playoff team, good contender um, standpoint, is um, the Heat. Yeah, going back to Miami, he's immediately can come in slot at the four. And I know there was, they've been saying Jimmy could play some four. But, like, I feel like you're taking him out of his best defensive kind of I mean he can do everything on defense pretty much but you're kind of um shortchanging him a little bit um playing him out of position like that 
Because to me, in my head, Jimmy's more of a 2-3 than he is a 3-4. Even though he could play all those positions. Would you agree? I think you would agree with me in that sense. But um, I don't know. I just think that it's interesting when we see the Heat. Because they're definitely, like, definitely not going to... Um, I don't think they're going to eclipse what they did last last year. Um, so I just, I think we have to see it with the Heat standpoint. I think they're definitely going to make a trade um, to get a little better. But yeah, I just think they're shortchanging Jimmy a little bit. I think he's more of a 2-3 than he is a 3-4, even though he can play like all those positions. Yeah, yeah. I, um, oh, yeah, my mom's mute. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm right there with you. I don't think they're going to be really, 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 really good. Um, I think they're going to I think they're prone to fall off because they're just an older team. And plus, I'm sorry, I forgot even to mention, there's some sign of a little contention too with um, Tyler Hero. They're saying he wants to start, like, out of training camp. He's trying to start Max Struess. He don't want to lose his starting spot. And, um, Omar, uh, you're at seven. He's trying to say, I need a more consistent role. So there's, and then Oladipo wants more offensive responsibility. So, you know, there could be a little point. Yeah. I mean, granted, nobody's going to bully Spo. Let's start there. He's yeah. been there so long. Nobody, Spo's going to do what he wants to do. But still, um, it's probably going to be hard to buy in with you not getting what you want. Well, and that's the thing. That's why you can't, you can only have so many dudes looking for the bag at one time on a team that's trying to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get away with that uh, here and there, but you can't really, you can't have multiple dudes that are important to you in a bag year, in my opinion. Um, you can maybe have two, two and a half, but they got like three people that's trying to rebuild value. And one of them dudes has never got paid before with Tyler Hero, who probably no player wants to come off the bench. No young player that feels like they're in the peak of their powers wants to come off the bench. You feel me? So I'm, I'm sure he's he's not happy about it at all. So I don't know, man. Um, I, I think they're prone to a fall off. I think a fall off is coming in. But I do think I haven't looked at like their cap situation, but I th- I, th- I think they're a prime. Uh, what's your boy Jay Crowder? Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah I gotta see um what contracts they need to send out to match yeah. and all that um too. But yeah, I think they're a yep yep Jay Crowder type team, and I'm happy we're not pursuing him. I don't care what people say. You know, people are talking about oh the Mavs they don't want any good players. Stop! Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but stop it, stop it, because it's just like I just hate lazy talking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like I said, it, it's it was never gonna work. And I talked about this on the last part, so I'm not gonna get into it again. But it was never gonna work for not just what we have to offer, but from a standpoint of what Jay wants. And we already have a guy that's getting a little testy with you know starting and not starting. Mm-hmm. We want to bring another one into, <laughs> and we're not extending him. We're not giving him an extension. So yeah. that's all his issues not getting fixed. So why would you invite that here? Like I said, the Heat, I, I don't know about the extension. I don't think he'll get an extension period. Um, so he might need to take that out, out of his head. But 
I do think there's places he could go to start. Even the Grizzlies. I know J- Jaron Jackson is going to be back at some point, but he could start um over there with the yeah, yeah, he definitely could. He definitely could. You already see uh Jod Thurston for him. And you know yeah. they, they they got it, but we'll see. But um yeah, man. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we wrap it up? Nope. Sweet. Shaman, did this go? About an hour forty. Not too bad, but um, not too bad, not too bad. And I think we hit everything. Um, Mm -hmm. so next week we do Eastern Conference preview, and then I guess the weekend, week after that, right before the season actually starts, I guess we can do the real deal Western Conference preview and where we think our Mavs gonna end up at. I actually ended up getting tickets for free from one of my coworkers to go to the game next week. I'm gonna go check them out. Hey, look at you. Yeah, I'm going to go check them out, make fun of them. Uh, <laughs> well, I ain't going to say make fun of them, but if, if the, because I, I don't think Luke and them is going to play. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I think I'm going to be watching, what's my man's name? McKinley Wright and oh, yeah. Jaden Hardy. I think I'm going to be getting a, a big diet full of them boys, but it'll be cool. We get it figured out either way. Um, it'll be fun to watch, but. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of 21 Going On 77. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Join again as I am every week by the brains of the operation. Um, yeah, man. Hey, one thing y'all been doing uh, whenever we ask, what I haven't asked lately is to give us like, uh, what is it, iTunes rankings, the five-star joints. If y'all can start that back up again, that'll get us up with the algorithm. We really appreciate it. Hey, somebody was mad at SJ and gave us our first bad rating. But <laughs> Sorry, whoever that was. It's funny because I feel like I'll be the spicy one, but that person was mad at you, Jack. So, Oh, boy. Uh, we, <laughs> if y'all could please give us those ratings, we would appreciate it. But uh, we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>